Hi, my youngins. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are continuing our part two of our series called How to Apply Discipline in Your Life. And this all was because of the new year, 2024. And I know everyone like talks about like motivation, motivation, motivation. But this year, I believe you really need to be disciplined more than motivation. So last week, if you guys were here, we talked about hearing God's voice and what are the things we need to be disciplined in. And so now that we know the things that we need to be disciplined in, now it's more about why do we not do it? Like, why do we not put in the work? And so that's what we're going to be talking about. This one's going to be more of like a heavy hitter because I feel like it it touches on a lot of topics, but also it's because this is like a very real um, conversation and real topic. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first, you guys know we always do a base scripture. Our scripture is going to be Matthew 9, 37 through 38. I'll let you guys wait <laughs> so you guys can get your Bible, flip through it. I actually brought my Bible today. <laughs> so I'm not being fake. I brought it here with me. I don't know. There's something about the word like pen to paper that really makes it... um easier to remember and also it's like bro i spent money on this bible i'm sorry you're gonna get use (laughs) all right so let's do it matthew 9 37 through 38 and it says the harvest is abundant but the workers are few therefore pray to the lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest right I think we heard this um, scripture a lot, at least I did growing up. It's like, oh, the workers are few. You know, we need people to actually work. Yada, yada, yada. And that's true. But honestly, now that I'm older and I hear this verse, it reminds me of Christianity and how everyone says, like, everyone says they're a Christian until, like, you get into the nitty gritty. And it's just like, hmm. I'm not sure. Like, maybe we need to tweak that word because <laughs> how are you a Christian and you don't love? How are you a Christian and, and you hate and you don't forgive? Like, how are you a Christian and you don't do the basics? And I'm not talking about, like, convictions because those are personal towards each person. I'm talking about the basics of love one another as you love yourself. Give to one another. I'm talking about tithes and offering. Like, I'm talking about following God's word and following what God says to you and being obedient to what he says to you. That's what I'm talking about. And so I just find it funny how like everyone loves God when he blesses us. But then when he asks us to do something, when he asks us to discipline ourselves, we're all like, nah. And then, you know, we start changing up on him. And I I find it so interesting because it's just like, God, you still die for us knowing that we weren't going to do, we probably weren't going to do what you want us to do. And yeah, he still died for us anyway. But um, yeah, so that's the base scripture there. And like I said in the intro, why do we not follow God's word? Why do we not put in the work to what he says we need to be disciplined on, to what he says we need to change? Why do we not do it? And so I gave three points of why I believe we do not follow God's word. Number one, we do not follow God's word because of fear. That's very real. That's a um that's not even like a bad thing. I think a lot of people 
this is the scripture that I gave was Galatians 6, 9, which talks about like, um, no, not Galatians, my bad. It's 2 Timothy 1 through 7, where it talks about like God didn't give us the spirit of fear, um, but of a sound mind. We hear that verse and I feel like people use that to neglect fear and to say like, you shouldn't be fearful. You should go in and be bold and be strong, yada, yada. And it's like to an extent, yes, but God's not giving us something that's not overwhelming. He's not giving us something that we can do from a drop of a hat. Like it's okay to be scared. And I feel like so many people when they get scared of what God's calling them to do, when they get scared of change, because change is scary, when God tells us to do something that's different, like you're gonna be scared. <laughs> and that's like, that's for anything. Like that's not even spiritual, like that's a practical thing. You are going to be scared when you do something new. And so for people to throw the second Timothy one through seven verse of like, God didn't give you the spirit of fear. It's like, yes, and I'm scared. <laughs> So what do we do from there, right? This is what we do. We need to understand that it's okay to be scared, but we need to do it anyways. We do it anyways because we know that God has placed the Holy Spirit inside of us and he's not giving us something that we cannot do. When he gives us our calling, our purpose, whatever we need to work on, whatever he, you know, the anointing, he's not just giving it willy-nilly. Like he doesn't just, just pick someone from a hands like, oh, you get to sing you have that anointing, you you draw, you paint, like it's very intentional. So when God tells you to change, when God gives you something to be disciplined in, it's because within that discipline, there's going to be a blessing through that. It's, it's something that's going to help you for your calling or for your purpose and to help other people. And so also, um, I wrote down that if you're not scared, of what God's telling you to do, maybe it's not a God dream. Like maybe it's not God breathed because if you can be like, like if there's something, sorry, I hit the mic. If there's something of like an idea and you're just like, yeah, I can see myself doing that. Okay, maybe, maybe God didn't tell you. <laughs> maybe this isn't a God dream because God will never give you something that you can just easily do. It's always gonna be a partnership between you and God always and so that's why it's okay to be scared because god understands that because it's not something that you can naturally do it's something spiritual that's number one number two the reason why or one of the reasons why we do not put in the work and follow god's plan is because it's hard to follow a promise you don't see and the scripture for that is galatians 6 9 where it talks about like, let us not get tired and well-doing for a new season, we will reap a harvest. And so that's one of my favorite scriptures, actually. That's one of my favorites. And it's because it's true. <laughs> I think a lot of times in this world, we want like a quick, we want a quick fix. We want a, we want an instant blessing because we believe, okay, God, well, I'm being disciplined in this. I'm being steadfast and and we should see something, right? And you are, but it's not, sometimes it's not going to happen immediately. We could see all the time in the Bible how God did not bless people immediately like that. More times than not, look at Abraham and Sarah, look at David. Like there's so many people in the Bible to where they had to wait like years for things to happen. And even then it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, um, but it was what was best for them at that time. 
And I think a lot of times, um, he's not gonna, the thing is like, he's not gonna put his child in a situation where he knows it's not gonna turn out well. And so it says in due season, you will reap a harvest. So maybe what you're looking for, maybe the promise he's telling you, it's just not your time. And I feel like a lot of people don't hear that because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, what God has for me, God has for me. Yes, at a, t- at a time, <laughs> at your very specific time. And a lot of people, they see what that person has. Like, this, oh man, this is a tale all the time where it's like, um, this person will be so disciplined in what they need to do. This person will be following God, being obedient. Like he has his, his P's and Q's, like it's good to go. And then they see their neighbor and then that same prayer that they were wishing for, that neighbor gets it done in like a month. And they're like, God, like what happened? Like now I'm mad because it's like, I was doing, I was praying, I was reading the Bible. I was doing all the things I thought I had to do. And this person, they just get what I want in a month. No, something's wrong. <laughs> Immediately, they're like, no, this can't be it. This is wrong. It's not fair. You know, all these things. But what if that was just their season? Like, what if that was just their time? And I feel like a lot of times, it says in the Bible, comparison is a thief of joy. And I feel like a lot of times you worried about what they're doing. I feel like you should be grateful that they got blessed because now you know God in the neighborhood. That's an old saying. <laughs> That's an old saying, but it's true. If you see your neighbor getting blessed, especially on the thing you've been praying for, then you best believe he gonna come and he gonna bless you too. And that's the whole thing of like, it talks about in Colossians 3, 24. Let me pull that up for you because it says, um, whatever you do, do it for the heart. Do it from the heart for the Lord and not for people. You know that you will receive an inheritance as a reward. You serve the Lord Christ. So if we're doing it for God anyway, why are we worrying about what other people are doing? Why are we worrying about how they're getting blessed? You don't know what they did. You don't know how they got there. If you don't want that exact same testimony, if you don't want to go through the exact same thing that person did to receive that blessing, I don't want to hear it. Because y'all won't even follow what God is telling you to do, yet you're getting mad at that person getting blessed. You don't know what they did to get that blessing. You need to stay in your lane, follow what you need to do, because at the end of the day, like the Bible says, you will receive your reward. You will receive your inheritance, but you have to continue your own race. If you're steady looking at what other people are doing, you're never going to finish your race. How are you tripping at your own race? We can't, <laughs> we can't be doing that. We cannot be doing that. But pretty much, I just feel like a lot of times you don't know how that person got their blessing. And it could be from good or bad. So that's why you shouldn't be jealous or envious of what people have. Because at the end of the day, if you are doing what you need to be doing, if you're following what God tells is telling you to do, then you're going to get it no matter what. No matter what, you're going to reap the harvest. And it says, um, do not get tired and well-doing. And that pretty much means like, like I gave the example of like that person's praying, that person's doing what he needs to do. And then they see that person get blessed. It's like, don't stop what you're doing though, because at the end of the day, you're going to get there and you're going to receive that blessing too. But it's all 
within your season and not everyone is going through the same season. You might be in winter, they're in spring. You might be in summer, they're in fall. So don't stop doing what you're doing just because you don't see it happening right now in that second. Like that's okay. So the last, the third one is the reason why we don't put in the work is because we just don't want to, or we don't value God's, um, God's word. This one is plain and simple, honestly. I think, I think a lot of times Christians feel like what God tells us to do is a suggestion and it's not like we keep talking about like how our calling is always tied to someone else, right? That's what we talked about the last two episodes. And I think your purpose isn't for you. It's to help other people. And think about that one person in your life or someone who you looked up to. And imagine like if that person didn't do music, if that person wasn't a preacher, if that person wasn't so-and-so, like how would your life be different? Because that person listened to God and that person listened to his calling. Now your life is completely different. And God works in full circle. God works in the details. And it's funny to where we think that when God tells us to change, we think that it's a suggestion. Like we really think, eh, I can wait. I can hold up on that. And God's saying that if you aren't going to do it, then I will give this to someone else who is willing. Look at um, look at David and Saul. Saul did not accept God's plan for his life to be king. What happened? We anointed David. And a lot of people will say, well, what God has for me, God has for me. Yes. And that anointing will be will be lifted. Because you're not doing what God has called you to do. If you're steady saying, like, God, I don't want to do this. God, I don't want to be part of this. God's not going to force your hand to make you do his will. God will find someone else who is eligible. God will raise that other person up. And God will make that person do what you did not make. But God will have that person do what you didn't want. But it's so funny because so many people will complain and be like, why is that person doing this? Why did that person get that? It's like, that could have been your blessing. But you wanted to sit there and you wanted to complain and you didn't want to do what God was calling you to do. You didn't want to change. So therefore, God's going to give it to someone who is willing to do what he has asked of them to do. That's that's the truth. God's like, you can sit there, but at what cost? At what cost? Because here's the thing. God needs everyone to fulfill what he wants to do in the world. He needs every single person. So what are you denying what are you declining i mean yeah what are you um telling god god i'm not going to do who is that hurting because you're very special to god and what he wants to do so you saying no i'm not going to do it that's hurting someone else period and i think we also need to understand that god wants to bless us and he wants to grow us in the area that he's telling us to be disciplined in and what if your prayer could be answered through your discipline. You need to start doing what God has called us to do, I think, at the end of the day. And that's 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 a me word. That's a that's an everybody word. If we say we are followers of Christ, we actually need to follow him and do what he is calling us to do. We can't be looking like everyone else. And I think a lot of people misuse the saying like be of the world. I mean, we're you know, we live in the world, but we're not of the world. I feel like a lot of people misuse that because when Christians start to do things that um, they haven't seen before, they, they're like, oh, you're trying to be like the world. 
that's not the case. God has just, God is always reinventing something new on the earth. And I feel like a lot of people misuse that. But if we say we are followers of Christ, then we should actually actually be following what he is calling us as, as individuals to do. And I feel like we haven't been doing that. And I feel like a lot of people need to use discernment of like, God, what are you telling me to do? We need to use the Holy Spirit. Help us, help me, Holy Spirit, to follow what God is telling me to do, to be disciplined in these areas. I just feel like we need to actually like call on God and be like, God, help help me um, do what you have called me to do because it's not going to be easy. And none of the things he is calling us to do is easy, which is why we need him in the first place. But yeah, so at the end, um, I think we need to understand that, yes, God will take you as you are. You know, when we do the salvation prayer, you don't need to come and change yourself up um, to receive his salvation. But he doesn't want you to stay as you are. And I feel like if we look back in 2025 and we're the same people as... um, as we were 2024, then we did something wrong because God is always changing. He's doing a new thing. And if we're not riding on that boat, then we're not following God's word. And I think at the end of the day, when we talk about, um, in the Bible, it took Psalms 128.2, talks about you will enjoy um, the hard work that you have done and you, and you will be happy. So God isn't telling us to do things that are going to make us feel bad or make us feel like it's not worth it. It will always be worth it in the end. And he wants to bless us, but he has to trust us. He needs to know that this is a good investment. It's like we're asking God. It's like you ask God, like, God, I want to be a millionaire. I want a big house. I want all this stuff. And you can't even pay your bills on time. Like, that's not a good investment. And so when God God, and that's exactly why God is telling us to be disciplined in these certain areas is because he wants to bless us through that but he can't if he knows well if i give you a million you don't even know how to how to take care of it so that's why he needs you to be disciplined in certain things and um to obey him and it's the honestly i think it's like the even if from um when the hebrew boys were in the fire shadrach meshach and abednego they're like even if god you don't bless me even if i don't see the visions that you've given me i'm still going to worship you i'm still going to love you um because of what you've done before and because of how you saved us on the cross, because of how you gave your life for us, because you woke us up this morning. It's that type of even if, God, um, I don't see the promise that you gave, I'm still going to be obedient to you. And that's that's really the pure heart of it all. I think that's what God is looking for. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for progression. And he's looking for us to just be obedient to try i think a lot of us like i said at the end the third point was we just don't want to do it we think it's a suggestion i think god just wants us to try can you try to eat right can you try to do this can you try to do that i feel like that's what god is asking us to do but yeah that's pretty much it um thank you for listening i know this one was kind of a heavy hitter because it's real (laughs) but yeah Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And then stay tuned for next week because we're going to be finishing off this series of motivation, not discipline. And I mean, (laughs) of discipline, not motivation, and how you can apply um, discipline to your life. So, yeah, stay tuned and thank you.
Bye.